Hello everybody, I'm Jason Trader, the Emperor of America, and with me as always is the fabulous Millie T, and this is the Art of Being, the podcast. So what's going on? You ready? Ready to learn about geology? Is that what we're talking about today? Yeah, kind of. Uh, I want to know why... I want to know why Mount St. Helens is not rocking the geology community and disproving scientific theories. This is a teaser, a teaser for the end. No spoilers here at the Art of Being. Well, sometimes maybe, but not right now. Because Mount St. Helens was erupted. Mm-hmm. And its eruption has led to some discoveries that give credence to biblical principles and how does mount saint helens react to the bible well you're just gonna have to stick to the end and find out so to kick this off i got this little thing i got this from mountsthelens.com and it's a brief description of what mount saint helens is and what happened for those of you who may not uh be familiar with mount saint helens for the younger crew uh millie why don't you give give that good look good look over Give it a read. May 18th, the Sunday dawned bright and clear at 7 a.m. Pacific Daylight Time. Uh, A volcanoist. Wait. Volcanologist. Ooh. It's a person who studies Vulcans in Star Trek. (laughs) A volcanologist. No, it's a volcano studier. David A. Johnson, who had a Saturday night duty at an observation post about six miles north of the volcano radioed in the results of some laser beam measurements he had pew, pew, pew. moments earlier that morning it up sorry Go okay ahead. moments earlier that morning even considering these measurements the statues of is that oh status of mount st helens activity that day showed no change from the pattern of the preceding month volcano monitoring monitoring data what is that word seismic that's a nice word. I like that. Ooh. I want to name my first son Seismic. I don't know. That sounds demonic. What is Seismic? Seismic, seismic like vibrations. It measures vibrations in the earth. Ooh, I like it sounds that. like the name of like a villain in like That's good. a we Spider-Man villain. I am Seismic. We need to highlight that. Okay. All right. Go back to that later during us. Uh, so he measured the size and rates of the bulge movement. Yes. And the temperature and everything. Yep. And uh, no warning signs, nothing unusual. Nothing looked normal that to me. said that uh, a, a, a catastrophe me. would happen in an hour and a half later. This volcano was about it, to erupt. It said nothing. But everything looked normal. And you can trust David Johnston because he studies Spock. Well, <laughs> about 20 seconds later at 8.32 a.m., uh, apparently, in response to the magnitude 5.1 earthquake about one mile beneath the volcano, the the bulged, unstable north flank of Mount St. Helens suddenly began to collapse, triggering a rapid and tragic train of events. 57 people died, died including the volcanoists. So basically, all seems normal. Oh, snap. We're dead. There's a volcano deep in your belly, kind of like when you eat Mexican food with too much hot sauce. <gasps> it's five miles deep, but when it hits, oh, it's man. devastating. Oh, man. That's terrible. 
Um, so go ahead and tell what happened now that the... Uh, the collapse of the north flank produced the largest landslide debris avalanche recorded... Largest ever. ...in historic time. Woo, that's a big landslide. Detailed analysis of photographs and other data shows that the estimated 7 to 20 seconds, about 10 seconds seems most reasonable, elapsed between the triggering earthquake and on the onset of the flank Isn't that collapse. crazy? Earthquake happens and then 10 seconds later, half of the mountain is gone. And creates the largest avalanche we've ever recorded. To me, it makes sense. It's not crazy at all. Oh, the earth just shook. Why shouldn't more land adjust to that? I guess. During the next 15 seconds, first one large block slid away. Then another large block began to move. Only to be followed by still another block. That's three blocks. The series of slides merged downslope into a gigantic debris, an avalanche which moved northward at speeds of 110 to 55 miles an hour. 155 miles an hour. Part of the avalanche. That's a fast moving dirt. Yes, it is. <laughs> Sorry. What's slow to you in an avalanche fall? About two miles an hour. I'm like outrunning <laughs> it. Like I'm like walking briskly as it's coming behind me. I'm like, oh, that avalanche really is uh, about to catch up to me. I better walk brisker. Well, no, this one was fast. It was fast. You couldn't run yeah. from this. No, not at all. Not even a cheetah. Part. <laughs> Sorry. Lucky cheetahs don't live in Washington. I guess. Yeah. Part of the avalanche surged into and across Spirit Lake. But most of it flowed westward into the upper reaches of the North Folk of the Total River. How do you say that? Total River. I don't know. Actually, I should have prepared for this. T O U T L E River. Total. I don't know. At one location, about four miles north of the summit, the advancing front of the avalanche still had sufficient momentum to flow over the ridge more than one thousand one hundred and fifty feet. High. The resulting, what is this? Humrocky? It's a science word. The avalanche. It's an avalanche. Okay. The avalanche. Avalanche deposits. Considered. I don't like all that. Let's just what happened. The water. So basically, all right. So basically, the it avalanche. It slid over the lake. It went It covered the area about 24, 24 square, square miles. Do you want to read it? No, I was just. The debris. Out. I know how to read 24 square miles. I should have helped you out of the science words, but I didn't yeah. want to embarrass myself. What is hum, humaki? Anyway, the debris avalanche advanced more than 13 miles down the Norfolk to the Total uh, River and filled the valley to an average depth of 150 feet. The total volume of the deposit was about 0.7 cubic mile. The dumping of the avalanche debris into the Spirit Lake raised its bottom by about 295 feet, and its water level was raised about 200 feet. So, I mean, think about that for a sec. I mean, we're talking, that's a huge avalanche. So the volcano explodes and shoots debris into the air, right? That's what's happening here, guys. Earthquake happens, volcano explodes, half the mountain falls, it's traveling like 13 miles at 150 feet deep. 13 miles wide, 150 feet deep, and it's raising the lake 295 feet. The, everything around it, now the lake's much bigger, but not as deep. And that was a massive earthquake that happened in Mount St. Helens. So, in case you didn't know, today we're talking about Mount St. Helens 
And I don't, like I said before, I don't know why the scientific community is not giving more credence to what was discovered there. And I'm, What was discovered there? Well, I'll get to it after I tell you just a little bit about Mount St. Helens. Brief history lesson, just for those who like history and mountains and mm-hmm. geology, which I assume is like everybody, right? Aren't you a big geology fan? So anyway, Mount St. Helens, in case you didn't know, is in Washington State, about 50 miles northeast of Portland, and about 9,600 miles or so uh, south of Seattle. So it's crammed between the the two there. Uh, You know, Mount St. Helens, is the, the eruption that you're talking about, the one that we just read about, was in 1980, one year prior to my birth. So it's... The eruption is 38 years ago because I'm 37. Quick math. So it's got a history of like blowing up and stuff. But this one was particularly interesting because it didn't just, it wasn't just popping off, but it also created that huge avalanche, which carved all the way down into another river, all those miles. Right. Yeah. So, so what is important is that this explosion was about 40 million tons of TNT equal to 33,000 Hiroshima atomic bombs. That's what that's how big this explosion was. Why is that important? That's just huge. Yeah. That's huge. It's a volcano. It's supposed to be huge. Yep. And here's to the spoiler that I said I wasn't going to come, how it relates to the Bible and why it should be proving that science is wrong and the Bible's right is it actually gives proof and credence to the fact that the earth is not billions of years old. But as as the Bible has shown us, it's roughly 6,000 years old and not billions of years. Uh, it does this because the avalanche, what it carved out, is a place called Engineer Canyon. It Right, well, so you have this big giant avalanche and carve out of the earth, so... Well, we got a big hole in the ground. Now we got to name it, and it's named Engineer Canyon. Engineer Canyon, yes. Yeah. You look at this canyon, it looks exactly like the Grand Canyon. It does. As a matter of fact, its name is the Little Grand Canyon. Yeah. So all those layers of rock you can see on the side of the Grand Canyon, like mm-hmm. if you get in the canyon and look mm-hmm. at pictures, there's different layers of rock. Mm-hmm. They say each of those took millions of years to form. Mm-hmm. Well, if you go to Engineer Canyon and take a picture... The same layers are there. And they say not only was it like took millions of years to form in the Grand Canyon, but I've heard that they said that it takes million it took millions of years because of like wind and water and yeah. rain. Yeah, they say the river cut through the Grand Canyon, but an engineer canyon, it's got a river flowing through it too. Exactly. But the river was a side effect right. of the catastrophe right. and not the producer of the canyon. Right. But it looks exactly like the Grand Canyon. I mean I'm telling you people, stop, Google it. It's got a river running through it, and it's got layers just you like just the Grand Google Canyon. Google it. Don't say it. Say what it is so they know what to Google. Google Engineer Canyon, mm-hmm. and then Google Grand Canyon, and put the two pictures side by side, and tell me they don't look the same. It looks it looks exactly the same. And uh, so how does that prove that the Earth is could be 6,000 years old? Well, that proves that the Grand Canyon could have formed by a catastrophic event. Right, in like 20 minutes. Right. Well, this formed in, it was like 
eight minutes yeah to make this thing right like so well the grand canyon is how many how much larger than this one way larger okay but if you look at genesis 7 and 11 mm-hmm. when the flood is about to kick off we're talking it started to rain it's about to kick off the fountains of the deep were broke is what it says it says the fountains of the deep were broke so basically water came there was water under the crust of the earth which science has now found Scientists looked down under the crust of the earth and was like, holy crud, there's a bunch of water down there. But the Bible already said there was water down there. was water down there, uh, and it broke out suddenly. So we're talking also a large volcanic explosion that gave way to water under the earth's mantle. It just well, boom. Was it a volcanic out. explosion or was it a water explosion? Well, I wasn't there. Mm. So I'll ask Jesus when I get there. Mm. However, there was a burst, a sudden burst of tons of water. Because you got to think... The rain coming down couldn't have covered the whole earth by itself for just raining for 40 days. Are you talking about the flood? Yeah, the flood of Noah. It rained for 40 days. That wouldn't have been enough. That would have flooded local areas, but globally that would have been difficult. So there had to be tons of water. And that's this water that's coming up from the bottom. So the Grand Canyon could be a byproduct of that. The Grand Canyon could have been where water just came boom, shooting out. Creating this huge catastrophic canyon, just like the Engineer's Canyon, giving way to layers, giving way to a river to pass through once it melted away. The Grand Canyon could have been formed by this giant explosion just as Engineer's Canyon was formed. Because we've proven now that canyons don't need to form over millions of years by a little river. Well, we've, we've proven. proven, it's been proven, you should say, by the 1980 eruption of Great, uh, excuse me, Saint, Mount St. Helens. Yes, that canyons can form instantly and do not take millions of years to form, as I was taught in, like, the third grade. That's what I was told. Um, so, when our daughter goes to school and they talk about the Grand Canyon being taking millions of years, we'll feel proud when she raises her hand to let them know, well, there was a canyon formed in Mount St. Helens after the explosion of Mount St. Helens that happened, like, in a couple of minutes. So Yeah, and we can use it. And... And again, this, so when you look at Mount St. Helens, like if you look at pictures right now, it's always covered in snow, but look yeah. at pictures of it in the summer when there's no snow, mm-hmm. it looks like a desert up there. It's barren. Mm. It ripped trees like straight out of the roots. Wow. So you can actually find in those layers mm. a bunch of bark and you could say, oh, that's the sediment layer of this millions of years ago. <laughs> no, it's from the trees it's... that were ripped out and blown to shreds. And then 25 s- minutes ago, <laughs> right? S- the heavy dirt settled first, then the bark, then the lighter dirt. And it just created these layers, right? So it right. looks barren. And if you look around the grand Canyon, ain't no trees and stuff around there. Just an observation. It's not really scientific. It's just a, fi- a, a visual observation that the Mount St. Helens, which is to say a lot. Cause it's Washington and Washington is known for its trees. Yes. And to have like a place where it's barren, I don't know what your point was saying that, but that is interesting. But And I'm saying that, that maybe the desert areas surrounding the Grand Canyon had ain't got no trees because they was blown away. Mm. This is, again, just an observation. I'm not a scientist. I'm a simple man with a podcast and a dream. But And a hot black wife. And smoking hot black wife and burning fire volcan a volcanic hot wife volcanologists <laughs> study her <laughs> but if a volcanologist studies you does that mean he studies you for your explosions 
<laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> that's why every night there's a volcanologist sitting in and watching us sleep. Now that's starting to get onto a whole different podcast. Okay. But I'm I'm with it. Okay. The after. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, my wife's hot, and I have another point though. Other than your attractiveness and my fondness of you, is that so in 1986, six years after pick up the sticks. 19 and now I'm five years old, mm-hmm. so I know everything there is to know about geology at this point. A plume forms on top of Mount St. Helens, like little. You know, oop, new rock. We've formed some new rock now because there's some activity and bubbling mm-hmm. magna. So this dude goes up there and he he uses uh, radioactive dating. Now everyone says carbon dating, and that's a whole other podcast for another day. But you can't carbon date something that isn't carbon based. So I can carbon date a body, but I can't carbon date a rock. So what they do is they take for that particular. It's called KAR dating, forty argon dating. And they measure how long argon has to live, and they know how much it decays each year. So by measuring how much it decays each year, Mm -hmm. they try to determine, and it's very flawed, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to show you why. When they took the, they used this same dating to date the Earth. This is why people think it's millions of years old. Well, they dated this plume, and that's six years old, and Mm -hmm. what do you think their 40 argon, 40 dating came up with? Do you think it said it was six years old? I mean, I'm just here to learn. <laughs> well, thank you, Millicent. That's incorrect. <laughs> they came up with this six-year-old thing mm-hmm. that it was millions of years old. Oh, interesting. So they found a rock and said it was millions of years old. And we know it's six years old. We know that. Why do we know it's six years old? Because we know when Mount, we know when it formed, and we know when Mount St. Helens erupted. So we know that this is a recent formation. Right. So that proves that the dating process that they use to date the earth and say, see, Christians, they call us young earth creationist. Mm. Us young earth creation or, or uh, young earth creationist. Because oh, we, we believe the earth is young. And we believe in creation. I've And I've said this to you before, being in school, sitting down at a very young age, just a little girl in class while the teacher's talking, talking about the earth is millions and millions of years old. Something then just made me feel like that that was not true. I just never bought it. I just never bought that it was millions of years old. I just... You just don't believe anything anybody does. No, I, no I, be- I believe a lot of things, but I am very skeptic. But that, it just didn't make sense to me. I don't think God could put up with human beings for millions of years. It just didn't make sense to me. Yeah, well, the scientists, they kind of need millions of years. It's too many people. It's too much stuff. God would be like, okay, I'm over this. Don't you think you pushed a button a long time ago? Now, he has a lot more patience than us, and then his time is a whole completely different time than ours. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, time for us is, is... you know what I mean? It's God and our time is just completely different. He's patient with us, everything. But after millions of years, oh, hell no. I don't think he'd be patient anymore. I yeah. think he'd be done. Scientists, it just didn't make any sense. Scientists need that millions of the years, though. Why? Because there's a difference between observational science and historical science. And people don't realize that. When mm. people say that's scientifically proven, they think like your high school physics class where they pour the chemical and it bubbles and everybody laughs. Right, right. But that 
evolution. We've never witnessed evolution. Right. So we have never observed scientifically that happening. Right. So we use history to right. make assumptions. Right. Right. So historically. Or these rocks they find. Right. And just... So because we've never observed evolution, we, we have to make it go over millions of years so we can say that's why we haven't observed it because we need another millions of years to have for it to happen. So that's uh, how they write yeah. off the fact yeah. that we haven't seen it. That makes sense. You know what I mean? Like, that, yeah, that makes total sense. Yeah, so they have to have it. Their God uh, is time. Okay, well, maybe that's the case because I just in school just didn't make any sense. That's a long time for Earth to be existing. Does that not seem high to anybody? I guess I should have said that out loud at eight years old. Like, that seems like a high number. Well, they tell us to we're, be floating in the middle of they space. They tell us we're dumb for believing that. That's what they say. Dumb for believing what? Uh, that it's a young Earth. No, I don't care what the earth is. I just don't yeah, think it's millions of years. Old. Yeah, and I don't know because, and here's another point. Again, this is just, I'm a simple man. When God made Adam, was Adam a baby? No. Or was he he's like a 30-year-old dude? It said so he made a man. When, so maybe when God made Mount Helens. He Hel had a beard. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe when God made Mount St. Helens, he made it, it, it looked like it was millions of years. I don't know. But I know that we have can prove that your carbon date, not carbon dating, but your argon and your lead and all the different uh, tools they use to measure the half-life, which mm -hmm. is the decay of a, of a compound, mm -hmm. you can prove through Mount St. Helens that mm -hmm. it's flawed. Mm -hmm. So to say, I've dated it, it's millions of years, well, we've gotten that wrong in the past. Mm -hmm. And people that don't want to believe in Christ no matter what, mm -hmm. all they say is, oh, the guy who tested it, his stuff was contaminated. They just write it off, like... They don't mm -hmm. choose to say, hmm, that should be researched further. They just go, ah, oh, he didn't do a good job. He who has an ear, let him hear is what Yeshua said. He, yeah. <laughs> and I, that, I just Can think, you hear me now? <laughs> yeah, they just they just don't want to believe. So I'm going to write up. But how do you know yours isn't contaminated then, sir? Because this scientist, when they told him, oh, you just did it wrong, he swears he didn't. I cleaned right. this. I cleaned right. that. So right. how do I know you're not contaminated? Well, this comes to remind me of like Galileo and Aristotle, all these people talking about gravity. Everyone was proven that it, you know, it, everyone had, science hasn't always been the same, is my point. At some point, these guys, men and women, had to like change. Oh, we were wrong about that. Yeah, and that's why I don't mind non-creationists, uh, these evolution, uh, you know, earth evolution and stuff like that. People, I don't mind them debating us. I think it's healthy. For scientists to sit down and share ideas. I think ideas. it's good to learn, yeah. But I don't like when they get so closed-minded to just say, oh, that's contaminated and that's why it's wrong. I mean, it, it, to me it says, well, maybe we should research these Bible claims just a little bit further to mm -hmm, see. Mm -hmm. A scientist should always be seeking the truth, not just saying, nope, I over, I overwrite that. I'm, that's nothing. It's wrong. And moving on. I'm not on, a scientist. I, I don't but know they should how seek their truth. hearts and they minds should seek, are. Scientists study what God created. They're just studying nature. Oh, yeah, that's right. Just, and and yeah. And... To see that you're wrong and mm -hmm. just write it off instead of researching and proving. And, so you know. you're saying, scientists, you are wrong. The Grand Canyon is not millions of years old. Yes. It could have been formed in like a half an hour. Yes. And if you just stopped arguing with me and did some research, you could find that that's a valid claim. I like the comparison. It's... It makes sense because the, the, the two canyons do look very similar. They do. I'm telling you, people, you don't even have to Google it. Just bing it. Just do whatever you want, and, and we can knock it out. But it just goes to show you, too, that scientists are human, and they insert bias into their research. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So oh. to say, oh, I've scientifically done this. Well, you did it through bias. 
you did it through hmm. a, a lens of human view. And, and we got to say not all scientists, because there are scientists who obviously want to find the actual truth and just study what is. Those scientists, I dig. The scientists that, you know, already, I don't know, I guess there's a whole bunch of different ways to research things. But, Everybody's you know. different, you know, and it yeah. just, and, and I would like to make just another last point. Last point. The last point is, and I'm talking to the Christians now, I don't want this podcast to be put out there, this particular episode, to be put out there to try to change people's minds. This isn't so that you have fuel so that when you're at work, you can debate the validity of the Bible scientifically with your coworkers. Why not? Because here's here's the thing. Here's 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 the deal. Ready? The this here I've put out. Give it to high schoolers. Give it to people with the first year in college to help improve their faith. So when their science teachers, geologists are telling them something, we've disproven the Bible that they don't run away from the faith thinking they're wrong, mm-hmm. but to say you know what there is a chance here. Mm-hmm. Even if just a chance, I believe it 100%, but mm-hmm. if there's just a chance, maybe they can stick with the faith and it'll help increase their faith because we can prove scientifically that the, that the claims that the Bible is false is not real. That's who this I feel this podcast is for. Yeah. Because if you're going to witness to somebody, you know, the Bible is the inspired word of God. It's God's word. Yeah, you So are. Susan, who knows barely nothing about geology except I listened to a podcast once, giving her terms are not going to convince somebody as much as the word of God. If they don't believe God's inspired word, they're not going to believe your science either. And you're wasting your time. So if you're going to preach to someone, preach the Bible and the Bible alone. Jesus never quoted science. He always quoted the Bible. But if it's the topic of You have science, fuel for it. You got something here. Yeah. You have fuel for it. But if I was to witness to someone, I would always stick with God because there's God's word is more powerful than my science. It's more powerful than the podcast science. Mm. It's more powerful than anything. God's word is the power. That's where the Holy Ghost be coming from. That's where it's all about. So if you're going to witness, don't be like, I can prove that the Grand Canyon didn't take millions of years. If they don't believe Jesus Christ and him crucified, they're not going to believe the Grand Canyon would happen in eight minutes. Well, but it's okay if you're sitting up there talking about science and God. It's probably a good thing to bring up. I think it's okay to arm yourself. The Bible says be wise you know what i'm saying you got to be wise as the serpent you got to know what his tricks are you got to know how he's going to try to trick you and he's going to try to tell you i've scientifically proven you're wrong that's the devil that's mm-hmm. the devil the devil's involved in our science community oh without a doubt i mean he's involved in everything come on now Even millions th- of years that makes no sense it's too long i'm getting tired thinking about it like if you were god you'd be like on year six uh, like i'm out of here there's just no way it's i'm gonna create long. a land of unicorns there's too many people heaven is gonna be too crowded it's just too much millions of years that's a lot of human life um i mean well most right scientists don't even think that humans were necessarily here first right right because so. they believe that the dinosaurs formed from amoebas and all these stuff and then when they were wiped out man it reformed what we need nah, now a genius thought of humans it's too much. Like, well, like, you know, I don't I, understand this like giant meteor that hit Earth and wiped out all the dinosaurs, but it didn't wipe out those little guys. What, right. Like, why did it kill everything? <laughs> yeah. Why did these little guys survive to grow? Like, I don't understand. Like, well, it, dinosaurs, that's a whole nother subject. And just it is. That, and it's a podcast for another day, my yeah, friend. Yeah. Same thing with like the genius God. Like someone had to sit there and think, you know, to put nose hairs in our nose. 
That's nuts. Because our nose would be running constantly without nose hair. I would have forgotten. So God's like, be nose hairs. That's oh, what I forgot. Think, I mean, that's brilliant. Or lashes. You know, wonder why we got lashes. Now, one thing I'm still trying to figure out is why we have eyebrows. I'll ask them later. It's to keep dust off your eyes. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I, okay. Very nice. And it gives well, maybe you... we should stop tweezing them and plucking them and stuff. Yeah, they're <laughs> supposed to be bushy as can be to protect you. They're, they help oh, ref- keep the ref- the dust and particles That's away funny. from you. That's funny. You know, but I mean, there's all kinds of podcasts within this podcast. Yeah. We could talk about Noah's yeah. flood, and that's what the Grand Canyon did. We could talk about the evolution of the body and and how it relates to creation. But again, that's a podcast for another day. So, people, the point of this podcast is science ain't got it all. Don't let science turn your high school children, your college children from the church, because that's where we're losing them. They go to high school, they go to, uh, they get some, a hot girl to be their girlfriend who believes in science, mm. and they walking away forever, my friends. Mm. Let's tell our kids about this, mm. let's make sure they're educated, mm. and that they know that science is flawed, mm. and the Bible is still plausible. It still has value. It's not a myth, it's not a story, it's a plausible act, and we need to ensure that they know about it. And then if you're going to witness, witness with the word of God, because mm-hmm. it's dope. And if you ain't read it today, read it right now. So anyway, that's what I got about Mount St. Helens. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. It's... Yeah, thanks. Well, I guess that's all Millie's hope, got to say. We hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> all right. I, I was looking for you to say something else, but I guess we're done. I enjoyed it a lot. I think it's brilliant. Well, I hope you enjoy it too. So we are the Art of Being, the podcast. Look for us wherever podcasts are found. We're on Apple, we're on Android, we're on all the other kinds of apps. Look for us at SoundCloud slash The Art of Being. Look for us at Facebook at The Art Being. We're on Twitter at The Real Art Being. And if you want to email us, all this stuff is in the description. But we're The art of the letter b the number three ing at gmail.com that's the art of being at gmail.com with a three for the e and last but not least we're on patreon folks we're looking for donations this is not to supplement our income this is to help grow our podcast we would like some better equipment we would like some video equipment so you can see my smoking hot wife so you can see my rippling abs i don't have well, by that time, you might. I'll have rippling abs by the time we get our donations, hopefully. But anyway, hit us up on Patreon. We want to start making some videos, guys. We want to start doing some live events and stuff like that. Hit us up, and we appreciate the support. Like, share, and subscribe. Yes. Please, we want this word to get out. And we love hearing from you. It's such a blessing to hear when we bless people. That's why we do it, to yes. enhance the kingdom. So please hit us up, guys. We love you. Peace. Have a good day. Take care. Bye.